Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Mysterious Headlines. Today, we're going to be talking about the case of missing 16-year-old Kaylee Jones. Kaylee Jones is a 16-year-old who is missing out of Carrollton, Georgia. She lives with her parents. She has four older brothers who do not live at home. They are all... um, 21 years of age or older so they do not live at home but she does have four brothers now Kaylee was adopted by her parents when she was four years old she has been missing since June 14th so about three weeks has gone by where she is missing now there's some interesting parts to this case that I want to talk about. The first is that the fact that it's a teenager and with most teenager cases law enforcement will claim it as a runaway case meaning they're a teenager they probably chose to leave they ran away they didn't want to be at home and it limits law enforcement in what they can do. They can't issue an Amber Alert. Amber Alerts are only for children, and a teenager is not considered a child. And so it limits it limits what they can do. And so this being a runaway case from the beginning limits what law enforcement can do. But we're going to get into some of these other interesting aspects of the case and why maybe this really wasn't a runaway case we're going to we're going to talk about it because there's there's lots of things here so again she was last seen on June 14th of this year so a couple weeks has gone by and she has still been missing Now, her parents have done multiple interviews at this point with different news agencies, news stations. They have spoke multiple times. You can find these interviews online if you're curious to listen to full interviews. Um, Some of them are long. Some of them are like a good 45 minutes. But they have done quite a few interviews. Now, again, she was adopted at age four. Her parents have mentioned that she was in the foster care system and came from trauma. So she, since they adopted her, she's had all sorts of different therapies and uh, treatments to help her deal with her trauma. And she also has four older brothers that she's grown up with. Now, they are all out of the house. They all live out of the house. They're all 21 years of age or older. So they do not live in the house anymore. So she is the youngest one um, at 16. She is the only child that is still at home with her parents. But she does have four older brothers that she grew up with. Now, in addition to having this background of being in foster care and and, um, undergoing trauma, she 
This is not the first time that she has gone missing. So she actually went missing in February. So this was shortly after her family moved from Florida to Georgia. They moved in January from Florida to Georgia. And she went missing in February. Now, her and her mom got in an argument. The mom, her mom didn't like some of the things that she was doing on her cell phone. The mom confronted her about it, took the phone away, and she got mad and ran away. Now, in this circumstance, she got in a random person's car in Carrollton, Georgia. This is a small town they live in. She got in a random person's car. Now, this person was an older lady. She called law enforcement. They identified Kaylee. They brought her back to her house. So, she was not gone very long. She was returned to her home within the same day of this um, situation happening. But upon this situation happening, um, after the fact, her mom decided to have her go stay for a bit with her brother in Chicago. So she, Kaylee went to Chicago and was staying with her brother. And after about a week, and this is um, what the mom has said, after about a week, the mom couldn't take it anymore. She missed her baby so much. So she went to Chicago, she picked up Kaylee and brought her back to Georgia with her. So, it sounds like there's the potential that maybe Kaylee thought she was just gonna, like, live permanently with her brother. Or maybe, maybe the mom, her mom prefaced it as a temporary thing, stay with him for a while and then come back. We don't really know. But I think that's an interesting thing to think about. Um, if she thought she was going to be staying permanently with her older brother and then all of a sudden her mom comes back to take her, I think that certainly adds something to this case. Also, something to note is that her mom was homeschooling her, so she was not um, in public school at this time. So, she has this history of running away one time prior. According to parents... She has been diagnosed with ADHD. She has been diagnosed with autism. She also is bipolar, although the dad said she's not, the doctors haven't clinically diagnosed her with that because they don't like to do that with someone this young. But based on genetics and family history, they know she has bipolar disorder. So those are three kind of pretty big diagnoses that the parents have brought up and mentioned. They've said she's been on medication for those diagnoses. She, they also, the dad has also mentioned antidepressants, which he did not like say she was depressed or dealing with depression, but in interviews he's mentioned she was on ADHD medication and she was on depression medication. So he's mentioned that. He has not mentioned anything about a bipolar medication. But those are diagnosis, diagnoses that the parents bring up and medications that she was taking. And those add concern for them and her disappearance. Now, the parents also say that 
shortly before her going missing, um, like a week prior before she went missing, the mom had found some suspicious and bizarre things on her phone. They had confronted her about it, got into a little bit of an argument, they confiscated and took away her phone. So she didn't have her phone with her. She did have her Chromebook computer for schoolwork, did not have her phone. Now, we know that the day that she went missing, June 14th, so the parents said they had gone to bed that night that they had um, said goodnight to each other, love you, had gone to bed. And then sometime in the middle of the night, she ran away because they woke up in the morning and got ready for work. They both said they had to work that day and went out to work and then she like she was gone that morning according to the parents so they believe she ran away in the middle of the night that she climbed out her window hopped off the roof and ran away they think that she was lured by someone online that's what the parents believe they, after her disappearance, they found that she was on a site called Omegle, which if you've not heard of Omegle, Omegle is a video chatting website, but it's not a site that you have to have an account on. You can just go onto this website and it'll like randomly assign you someone to video chat with and you can chat with them. And so she was frequenting this site, chatting with a few specific guys on a regular basis. So the parents think that she got lured by someone through that because the mom says the night before or that day before when they went to um, the parents were leaving for work and her phone was already confiscated so Kaylee did not have her phone and she said she debated leaving her le taking her computer with her her daughter's computer or leaving it at home while they were going to be gone at work all day and she said she ended up deciding to leave the computer there because Kaylee was working on getting her driver's license and had to do some online courses for that and so she decided to leave the computer there and then after her disappearance, they found that she was on this website, Omegle. And the mom says, if I had known, I wouldn't have kept the computer at home. And so they believe that she was chatting with guys on this website and someone lured her out of the house. That is what parents think. But law enforcement has not said anything to that effect. They have not said anything to that effect about anyone luring them out. So I think it's interesting. The parents are really pushing this narrative. And it's also interesting. It's like the parents were gone 
all day that day prior at work, so she would have had that whole chance during the day to leave in broad daylight, but the parents are like, no, she left in the middle of the night. She could have left the day before while they were at work, so I don't know, that seems a little weird to me. The parents also mentioned that she was working at the Dollar General part-time. Well, according to the Dollar General corporate website, you must be 18 years of age or older to work at Dollar General. That is a corporate rule. So it's really interesting that they say she was working at Dollar General. She's only 16. So either... I mean, there are other dollar stores like Dollar Tree. So maybe she was working at Dollar Tree and not Dollar General. Or else she is not working at either of those places and the parents misspoke or lied. So I think that's really interesting. And there's also been some confusion as to what might she be wearing, what might she have with her. There's not a lot of photos of her. We're only working with a couple photos. They say she's probably wearing jean shorts, a t-shirt, and black Adidas tennis shoes. She might have a book bag with her. A blue book bag. And this is an interesting thing. So they asked the parents, you know, what do you think she might have with her? They mentioned, oh, well, she might have this blue book bag because they noticed it was missing from her room. And they said, oh, the book bag has like a horse on it. But they don't know if the book bag says Maisie, which is a horse's name, or Kaylee, which is her name. Which seems interesting. Like, as a parent, you would know. Oh, my daughter has a book bag with her name on it. Oh, my daughter has a book bag with her horse's name on it. That's that's something that you would know. If you bought that book bag for her, or if you made it for her, you would know what it says on it. And specifically, specifically if it's a book bag they use on a regular basis. So that's just kind of odd to me that they didn't know what was written on it. But she may have this book bag with her. But it's not confirmed. Now, another note, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but there's a lot of information with this case. And I'm trying to just get as much information out in this podcast episode as possible. But she did own a horse. They did have a couple horses. She, according to the parents, has been doing equine therapy since she was adopted at age four. So she loves to ride horses. They live on seven acres. So there is room like to roam around and stuff, which the parents have also said like that they, they didn't think their whole seven acres was searched. They said, oh, I don't think that they've checked inside the house. And then law enforcement Um, wouldn't answer that either. So it's unclear if they've checked the seven acres of the house, which you think would be the first place you would check. And the parents also said, oh yeah, like, we don't think that they've checked with the neighbors. They, they did, the police did say they ran cadaver cadaver dogs and they like lost her scent 
Um, but they wouldn't give specifics as to which direction that was. It was near their house, but they, they won't go into specifics about that. So we're kind of unclear where they tracked her scent and where they lost it exactly. And the parents were asked in one of the interviews, they were asked a question of what is Kaylee's mental capacity? Because as I mentioned at the top of this, her parents have said she has ADHD, she's on the autism spectrum, and she also has bipolar, which all of those things would likely lead you to believe that, okay, she has a diminished mental capacity. And she might be 16, but she might be acting a younger age. And the dad's response was, when she doesn't, when she's not taking her medication, she acts like a normal 16-year-old. Which I think is a very interesting response to me. Because then that tells me that or begs me to question, then why is she even on medication? If she acts like a normal 16-year-old when she's not taking medication, then why does she even need medication? Now, obviously, I'm not a doctor, and I don't know the specifics of the ADHD and the autism and bipolar. I don't know the specifics of all of that, but it it just... it. It throws me off, that response of, well, when she's not taking her medication, she acts like a normal 16-year-old. And a thought that popped into my head and a theory that I've kind of been tossing around is, are they giving her drugs and medication that she doesn't need? It's certainly possible that they're doing that. And in these different interviews that they've done, they've alluded to the fact that, you know, she, we were arguing a lot. We were fighting a lot. She, you know, she didn't like some of these rules that we were putting in place. She, you know, was getting upset with us a lot and we were having to figure out how, how to help her and what to do next. And so like, it's, it's pretty evident and clear from these interviews and conversations that the parents have had with media that it was a tumultuous relationship and Kaylee had some issues with mom and dad and mom and dad may have had some issues with her in terms of maybe not knowing exactly how to help her, not knowing exactly what to do. And so... Perhaps an answer to that was, oh, well, let's, let's give her some medication. Maybe she'll be easier to handle, easier to manage if we give her some medication. It's certainly possible. And I've heard stories of things similar to this where people, parents, I don't even want to call them parents because I don't think they deserve that title, but... There have been, you know, several stories of parents that were drugging their child, unnecessarily drugging their child, and, you know, actually causing more harm than good to their child. So this is certainly a possibility. I, I hate to immediately point fingers at the adults and the parents in this situation, 
I hate to do that immediately, but these things kind of raise some flags for me. They, they truly do. They raise, they raise some flags for me. And the parents have said, you know, if she doesn't want to be at home with us, that's fine. But we just want her to let us know she's safe. Let us know that she's okay. And so I don't, I don't know exactly what has happened here and we don't have enough information to really put together much of a timeline yet, but we can piece together pieces of the interviews that the parents have done. And we can start to kind of make some connections with things. And that's where I'm starting to make connections with. They didn't know if it was her horse's name or her name on the bag. They mentioned that she has these disorders, but then she acts like a normal 16-year-old when she's not taking medication. And that they've had lots of issues and she ran away in February and so all of this leads me to believe that you know maybe this is not a true runaway situation you know maybe it's not a runaway situation where she on her own decided like yes I'm going to leave you know, maybe, maybe this was this, you know, maybe this was them saying, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna plan something. Or, or maybe, maybe it was a runaway situation. And she said, I have to get out of here. Like, I can't do this anymore. My parents are, you know, drugging me or abusing me or something. And, you know, she decided that she needed to get out. And so she did. And maybe there's some shame coming from the parents' end of, you know, oh, we're a little bit ashamed. We, you know, they have dots that they're connecting and they're just ashamed to mention it. It just, it seems like there's, there's a number of missing pieces of information here that could be crucial and helpful that are, you know, are just not there. And it seems like they're intentionally not there. And I actually forgot something as I'm speaking about this. I forgot something really important that I wanted to talk about, which I can't believe I forgot to bring this up because to me, this is really important. And another reason why I find things suspicious. But they, so apparently there was somewhat of a relationship with a biological mom. So again, these are the adoptive parents. But they had somewhat of a relationship with a biological mom where they would like keep her up to date on things. And 
she wasn't like a part of day-to-day life or decision making, but they would kind of chat here and there and keep up to date on like what Kaylee was doing and how she was and stuff. And so apparently the day before Kaylee went missing, and I think this is crucial, the day before Kaylee went missing, there was a Zoom call with the parents and Kaylee and the biological mom on there. And then Kaylee went missing the next day. And you can kind of read between the lines and connect dots and you can assume that in that phone call that you know maybe it was a phone call a zoom call with the pretense of things are really getting difficult here with Kaylee we're not sure how to handle her what are your thoughts bio mom I think that definitely could have been the pretense to that call. There also could have been Kaylee saying, I want to go live with my bio mom. I don't want to live with you guys anymore. And the parents saying, okay, well, let's call up your bio mom and tell her about all the things you were just, you've just been doing and how we had to confiscate your phone and see if she wants to let you live with her now. So there's, there's different possibilities of how that conversation could have gone, but it was a Zoom meeting with, or Zoom video chat with the adoptive parents, the biological mother, and Kaylee. So you can kind of begin to imagine what might have transpired in that phone call, and then Kaylee goes missing the next day. I think definitely they're directly correlated. Something was said in that phone call that upset Kaylee or made her realize that like, oh, things aren't going to change here with my parents. I have to get out. So it is definitely important. I hope you were able to kind of track all that. I know I kind of went all over the place, but... I was just trying to get out all the information that I have on this case. I would truly love to know your thoughts. What do you think? Do you think this is a true runaway situation and she ran away in the middle of the night, climbed out her window, hopped off the roof, ran away? Do you think she got lured by someone online? Do you think she, you know, just went on her own accord? Do you think the parents know more than what they're saying? The last thing I kind of want to mention here is that, you know, the more that as of recently, like the last day or so, the more that the parents have been questioned and, and asked questions, simple questions, just so we can help spread the word about her, simple questions they've been asked and all of a sudden they don't want to do media interviews anymore they don't want to talk anymore and again these are basic questions like what exactly what outfit exactly would she have been wearing that day 
And did you find anything left behind in a room that, you know, begs you to, you know, ask more questions? And have they searched, you know, your seven acres and simple questions that will just help pinpoint and narrow down pieces of information for her disappearance. And all of a sudden they're shutting down and shutting up and not wanting to talk, which also says a lot too. It truly says a lot. So I would love to know your thoughts. You can tweet me at MYS Headlines. You can also comment on my Instagram page, MYS Headlines Pod. I'm going to be putting up the missing person poster for Kaylee. You can share it on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, any social media platform you have. Sharing her face and her name is crucial. This is going to get her name and face out there so that people can recognize her and we can hopefully find her and figure out truly what has transpired here. And the bottom line is whether she ran away or whether she was lured away or a combination of the both. We want to make sure she is safe and okay. And if there is a third party involved, if her parents are involved, or if there's a man from the internet involved, then they need to pay the price for that. It is a crime to harbor a runaway. And so if somebody is involved, then they need to pay. So sharing her missing person poster is truly going to help. I'll have it on my Twitter, on my Instagram, MYS Headlines. Be sure to follow, like, and share. You can also share this podcast episode to help spread awareness. And that is why I do this podcast episode is to spread awareness and information and so that people can get the real information, the true information. There's a lot of false information out there when it comes to cases. And this one, I've noticed there's already quite a bit of false information. I am only sharing information that has been verified and then just kind of discussing my thoughts on it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing her missing person poster. We want to find Kaylee Jones and make sure she is safe. Until next time, thank you.